102.7 ESPN Studios in Austin, Texas. This is the Jeff Ward Show. Hey, welcome to our little show. Here's the way it works. I riff on stuff and you react. The phone numbers, you'll need them. Use them. It's call or text 512-834-1027. That's 512-834-1027. If you text, you know this, you get a smiley face emoji returned immediately. You can uh, follow me on Twitter or X or whatever we call it this week. It's at Jeff Ward Show. You can also post your comments on Twitter or X. It is uh, just get to the point. Try to make the show better. Don't suck. It's at Jeff Ward Show. You can also check out the show podcast. Yes, it's up and running again. Uh, All is good so far. The Jeff Ward Show podcast that we drop each afternoon is available wherever you download your podcast. Subscribe to it. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel, which we may or may not be able to download each afternoon since our hack of crypto and nude photos and all that stuff. Uh, But try. You can subscribe to the Jeff Ward Show YouTube channel. We drop that each afternoon as well. You know, every week I try to make sense of overreactions to what we see over the weekend, which is very easy to do. We're a prisoner of the moment. We respond to things that we see, and then we make these long-term judgments based on the football that we see over the weekend. So I try to balance the overreactions with a dose of Jeff Ward reality. Admittedly, A couple of these, at least a couple of these, I didn't see coming. In fact, I didn't see coming, and it's going to be difficult to even say, but it's just, it's a dose of reality, so I have to go there. All right, here we go. Overreaction. Texas is a paper tiger. It's easy to go there. It is. I don't know that I completely blame some people for going there, but no. Texas is less of a paper tiger than Georgia, who somehow stayed number one in the polls. Texas has beaten two ranked teams by a combined score of uh, like 74 to 38, I think. That's all they can do, right? What's in front of them so far, that's all they can do. Does their resume compare to Pac-12 teams? Not even close. Not even close. But... They've beaten the decent teams in front of them, of which there are two. That's a stretch, but there are two. That's all they can do. So they get another chance, obviously, against a ranked team in Dallas this coming weekend. Is the body of work of Texas as good as Washington? No. Oregon? No. Many other Pac-12 programs? No. But, now think of it this way. But among the blue bloods at the top... That would be Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, and Ohio State, the Blue Bloods, because it matters. In the world of college football, being a Blue Blood matters a great deal. The Texas resume compares just as well to the Blue Bloods. They're just as good. The body of work is just as good. Undefeated Texas is no problem. They're in. They're in the final four. No questions asked. They will have answered all they could that's in front of them. The real question, though... And the debate, and this happens on Saturday afternoon to either Oklahoma or Texas, but the real question comes down to what happens with a loss to either Oklahoma or Texas, but specifically Texas. As of now, they're not a paper tiger. Overreaction. Bill Belichick, yep, 
I'm going there. Bill Belichick will be the NFL's all-time winningest coach with 320 regular seasons. No, 320 total wins. Reality. The Cowboys handed him in the most brutal, (laughs) painful, hard-to-watch way with the worst loss of his career. The Patriots should be 0-4. They're a Zach Wilson train wreck away from being 0-4. And you know what? I know a lot of people are enjoying it, but it's getting kind of sad. It's getting awkward. It's getting uncomfortable. The troll, see if you agree with me about Bill Belichick and this look. The troll, that's Belichick, his look goes from being the mad genius He's a mess, doesn't care about his clothes, his hair's all over the place, his jackets are out of a dumpster, you know, all that stuff. He goes from looking like the mad genius to looking like a guy, even his facial expressions, like he's under a bridge with a shopping cart. That's what I saw on Sunday afternoon as the Cowboys just destroyed his team. Now what? A week ago, I think it was a week ago, I said... Bill Belichick, firing Bill Belichick, or the issue, no, let me put it this way, the issues with Bill Belichick, the elephant in the room with Bill Belichick is like taking the keys away from your aging parent that has no business driving. That's what it feels like now. Not it's starting to feel like it. It feels like that now. Like you come home or you go to your parents' house, your grandparents' house, and the car's not there and you're immediately panicking because there's no way that person should be driving. That's the way it feels now with Bill Belichick and the Patriots. He can't be driving anymore. Somebody has to take the keys. If he's driving, he's going 25 in the left lane and everyone is honking at him. That's what it feels like. Who will take the keys away? Who's going to take the keys away? Who says, Dad, we got to talk? Mom, we got to talk. When does someone take the keys away? Do you hide them? Do you secretly do it? Do you just like change the locks? What are you going to do? Does anybody think this New England franchise, really, after you just saw them, and look, Dallas is good. I am, you know that. You know the Dallas defense is ridiculously good, but it, it didn't matter. Um, does anybody really think this New England franchise has eight or nine wins in them this year? Anyone? Anyone, even the Belichick family, think that? No. No way. Here's the issue. The person that is going to, the person in charge of taking the keys away from the aging parent is also an aging parent that has no business driving either. The two of them need to go and have some soup. It's time for soup. And just so you know, if you've never heard me talk about soup before, that's not necessarily a good thing, but it's a peaceful thing. When you have soup, you sit by a pond. You feed squirrels out of a brown bag. The owner and the coach need soup. Yeah, it's time to get in a robe and go feed the squirrels. Who's going to do it? Right? Um, Bill Belichick's boss is older than him, I think. I don't know, but the two of them are wearing adult diapers. That's what we do know. How can they find, how can the owner of the franchise find his way out of this? It's awkward now, and it's going to get really ugly if it's not already. 
I think people had, I've had that feeling about the start of the fourth quarter when the Patriots were going backward almost every snap. This is getting awkward. This is getting uncomfortable. What, who's going to do this? Who's going to take the keys away from him? Here's an awkward series of questions. Do you bring him back when the Patriots have won three games? I'm not sure there's three wins. I'm really not sure. But they got one because Zach Wilson was, you know, being Zach Wilson and the Jets, and they found a way to win at home. Okay, so they win three games this year. Let's just assume they find two wins somewhere. You bring him back? Do you bring him back for another year? And if you don't, here's another question for all of you. And if you don't bring him back, would someone else hire him? I don't even know how you get, I don't even know how you do this exit. I don't know, when you take the keys away from your parents, there's no real exit strategy. It just means it's time to go have some soup and sit by the pond. There's no driving again, ever, period, end of story. But I'm wondering now if the old man who's his boss, who shouldn't be driving, takes the keys away from Bill Belichick, who shouldn't be driving. Does that mean the Bears, the Chargers, the Raiders would... Would they hire would they hire Bill Belichick? Three wins this year, three and fourteen. Uh, the old man that owns the franchise, I don't know. Let's say he gets busted at some uh, massage parlor again or whatever he does. And the two of them just fade away for soup. Does someone, would you hire Bill Belichick? A year or two ago, that would have been a ridiculous question, wouldn't it? Does anyone think that's not a awkward and reasonable thing to ask at this point if he took the Raiders job and in effect he'd be working for Tom Brady yeah Tom Brady's part owner would Brady say you know what guys I know what we need we need Bill I don't think so I don't think someone hires him yeah does he stay in New England if not who hires him anybody does anyone hire him Overreaction. Oh, my. The Texans look just like they did last year and the year before. Reality. Nope. Nope. It's been a long, long time since I've said anything good about the Texans organization because for a long, long time, they didn't deserve to have anything good said about them because they are a train wreck. They suck. They can't get out of their own way. Yeah, well... They're much better. They are. Uh, they, they, they passed the eyeball test. I didn't see this coming. I didn't see this coming this quickly. They're better. This is the best. Think about this. This is the best the Texas NFL teams have been together. Think about that for a second. Together. This is the best the Texas NFL teams have been together since the Texans became a franchise. This is the, you know, it's easy to add up. I mean, there's not that many good times for either franchise over the last 20 years. So this is easy to put together. Think about that. This is the best the two of them have been in since the Texans were launched. Maybe not even then. They're two and two. And if the season stopped right now, it doesn't. So stuff changes. I get it. But there's no denying the trajectory. There's no, there's no denying that the, it looks 
different. It is. They're just playing a better brand of football. They're 2-2, two and two, and if the season start, stopped right now, C.J. Stroud would be the rookie of the year. Uh, no, I, I wouldn't have bet on that, but he would if the season stopped now. Their next three games, think about this, their next three games are against NFC South teams, so there's no reason for them to go at least 2-1 and one for that stretch. So, can you believe this? They're going to win more than six. They're going. I, I actually placed the bet as I usually do that they're not going to win more than six. They're going to win more than six. C.J. Stroud has back-to-back 300-yard games. If the draft was done over now, he would be the first pick taken in the draft. He has back-to-back 300-yard games. He has six touchdown passes and most importantly has zero interceptions. Zero in first and his first four games. It was the Texans, this is remarkable, it was the Texans' first home win since December 26 of 2021. Win. Okay? How about this? They beat up the Steelers, who are a mess. The 24-point win over Pittsburgh was the largest win for the Texans franchise since October 1st of 2017. (laughs) It has been a long time. That was, by the way, a 57 to 14 win over Tennessee. I, you know, I'm not going to go so I'm not going to I'm not going to overreact. I'm not and say, oh, there's there's a 500 team. I'm not going there. But they're different than they used to be. They're different than they've been in a long, long time. Overreaction. Oh my! Here comes one. The Aggies and Jimbo Fisher are dead man walking. Reality. Aggies. Hey, Aggies. Not only is he not dead man walking, because I know collectively we've really planned on him being dead man walking. We've really, you've you've just assumed he would be dead man walking, maybe even wanted him to be dead man walking. I mean that in a fireable way, of course. Um, He's not getting fired this year because, and I cannot believe I'm saying this, he's not going to get fired this year. Because the Aggies, oh my, might win the underachieving SEC West. I said might. I'm, I'm not going too far. I'm not overreacting. But the overreaction that he's dead man walking is exactly that. They might win the SEC West, which isn't saying a heck of a lot, but still, that's a long way away from being dead man walking. I'm not even sure that's really good news for you or not, because I think he's a sufferable person and a lousy coach. But it is what it is. A&M has been impressive on both sides of the ball. They blew out both Auburn and Arkansas. I know that's Auburn and Arkansas, and they're not very good, and the SEC is not as good as it's been. Okay, but that's also an Auburn team that gave Georgia fits, and A&M blew them both out by double digits. Their schedule, here's the thing why, here's why I would argue mostly he's not dead man walking. Their schedule is as easy as it can be. It couldn't be set up any more favorable for Jimbo Fisher to not be dead man walking. They host Alabama this week. They host Tennessee. And a ridiculously disappointing LSU team is at Kyle Field to end the season. And that's going to be an LSU team that I thought arguably is the biggest disappointment of college football this season. So that's going to be an LSU team. 
that is mailed it in by the time they go to Kyle Field. Worst case scenario, they lose, AM loses two or three down the stretch. And that's not enough for him to be dead man walking. That's not enough to pay him $76 million to go away. Jeff, are you saying he's coming back? Yeah, I think it's set up that way. I don't think that's great news, but I think it is. I think it's set up that way. Now, then the next opportunity to fire him is presented when Texas beats them. Then you fire him. Uh, Overreaction. The Miami Dolphins are the greatest offense of all time. Reality. They scored, what, 20 points in good weather against Buffalo. Meh. They won't break the scoring record. Uh, they'll, they'll light teams up. They'll light some more teams up. They will. Not like 70, but they'll light some teams up. And the Bills are, they, the Dolphins and the Bills are, the, in my opinion, the top two teams in the AFC, I think. They're the best offense in the NFL this year along with the Chargers, but not the best of all time. They won't get to the average of, what was it, like 44 points the Broncos with Peyton Manning set several years ago. They're not there, and they're not going to get there. They're still really good, but it won't be a ridiculous number. Uh, Overreaction. Texas is on their way to the Final Four. This this one's easy, but I, I think it's still a little bit of an overreaction. Reality. Okay, reality. With a win on Saturday against Oklahoma, yes. You can say it, yes. With a loss, think about this, with a loss to Oklahoma on Saturday... I don't think it'll happen, but the answer then is maybe yes. They're on their way to the Final Four. So here's the setup. And I know I'm way over my skis here by by setting this up, but I think it's an interesting concept. Texas and Oklahoma will likely play each other again, which is stupid. The big championship games are stupid. They're idiotic, and it could come back to bite somebody. But they're going to play each other again in the Big 12 championship game. I would dare anyone to tell me the point of, quote, conference championship games other than Dr. Pepper sponsorships, constant commercials. So question, how much should that game mean? Don't laugh it off because it's for one of them on Saturday afternoon. It's going to matter a lot. A lot. How much should that game mean? Other than a trophy presentation for Kansas State, the Big 12 championship game had no bearing on TCU going to the Final Four, did it? Here's the problem, though, for Oklahoma and Texas. Your resume is not going to be very good. So does that loss for one of them completely knock them out of the Final Four? So how, how would it work? You got Texas and Oklahoma Part 2. Again, really dumb. The winner of Saturday should be saying, "Why am I, I'm sorry, why am I playing you again? But it, that's what will likely happen. So what if Texas beats Oklahoma on Saturday? And I think they will. I do. Uh, Oklahoma turns around and beats Texas to end the year with one loss for Texas. They turn around and, you know, I don't know, whatever, have just play lights out. Hey, Texas has a bad day. Oklahoma beats them for, the, quote, the Big 12 championship. Does it matter? Should it matter? Who then goes to the Final Four? Which one? Now, you got two of them, Oklahoma and Texas, sitting there at the end of the year, at the end of the Big 12 championship game with one loss. What happens? Not a very good resume with one loss. Not very many ranked opponents with one loss. What should happen then? 
Oklahoma beats Texas on Saturday, and I don't think they will, but if they were, and then Texas, see, this is where the narrative will change, and Texas turns around and beats Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship game, then who goes to the Final Four? I mean, there's no reason for either one of the teams to play on Saturday in Dallas. There's no reason whatsoever. They lose to anyone else. They should be eliminated entirely. End of discussion. Shut up about it. So there's no reason for either one of them to lose another game after Saturday. There's only one ranked opponent left for either one of them. And that's not saying much. It's Kansas State. So... You, you better start thinking about that scenario because it's not going away as the year goes on because that stupid, champ, quote, championship game is hanging out there and it's going to end up being a rematch for someone who doesn't deserve a rematch. Overreaction. USC is on their way to the Final Four. Reality. Lincoln Riley's the head coach. There. That's pretty much all you need to know because that means when Lincoln Riley is the head coach, we're pretty certain we've got this whole pattern figured out with him. That means that he'll have a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. He's had a lot of those. He'll have a bunch of games. He'll also have a top pick in the draft. He's had quite a few of those as well. I mean, he's got that stuff figured out, right? He's got all these, this resume of quarterbacks is the best of all time. Okay. So he'll win a bunch of games, we know that too, and his defense will suck badly enough to cost his team a loss or two. We know that. The Pac-12 is the best league in the country by far, and his defense is absolute trash as usual. It almost happened this past weekend against a depleted Colorado team without two of their three best players. Colorado has either of those players back, one of whom plays on both sides of the ball, and he's the best player on the field on both sides of the ball, then Colorado beats him. Had both played, Colorado beats the flag football team that is USC. Colorado's a flag football team, too. USC under Lincoln Riley is always a flag football team, and it's going to cost him a game. They're not going to the Final Four. They don't deserve to go to the Final Four. No way. Remember, we last left USC and all this cool stuff that people like to say. They're losing to Tulane in a game that looks like every other game that Lincoln Riley coaches and loses. 50 to 48 or whatever. It's a track meet. Uh, this year's team is no different. It's just slightly better on offense than usual, but the defense is trash. Complete trash. He has the first player in the draft, Caleb Williams. Uh, he's ridiculous talent all over the field on offense. I mean, there's just there's receivers all over the place. Um, they had to hang on to beat Colorado. When they were up at one point, what was it at the halftime, like 34-7 or something? They had, to hang, they had to hang on. They had to basically run out of time to beat Colorado. They're not going to Final Four. Caleb Williams is great enough to win almost every game but he won't be able to save them in a game or two because the defense will be such trash, they'll get beat 50-49 to 49 or something in spite of his effort. Lincoln Riley is a better version of Cliff Kingsbury. And he will probably, there's another question, he'll pro, I don't think it's an overreaction, he'll probably get an NFL gig and it will look just like Cliff Kingsbury's. He's the quarterback whisperer. But there's another side of the ball of which he just completely either doesn't understand or doesn't care. Jeff Ward, weekdays on 102.7 ESPN.
Ready to go, smoker voice. Still no rejoiners. It may never happen again. I'm just starting to believe that, that uh, we're just going to pretty much do... I think we're going to... I think it's kind of old school is going to come back. So we're going to do everything by sticky notes and uh, manual players and stuff like that. So that's the way it's going to be. It's going to all come back. You watch. All right, phone number is 512-834-1027. That's 512-834-1027. Uh, on Twitter, it's at Jeff Ward Show or X or whatever you call it, uh, whatever you want to call Elon Musk with his hat turned backwards last week down at the border. Uh, at Jeff Ward Show. Doesn't look like Texas is moving in the rankings this week, sunshine. Uh, shut your face. Uh, they should. I don't really get it. Now, they received a, a, more votes. Um... I mean, the gap is closing between Georgia, who struggled with Auburn, and Michigan and Texas. So, yeah, I guess I think I'd predicted on Twitter that on Saturday afternoon that I thought they might be one or two going into Dallas. They're going to end up being three going into Dallas. Um, I, I'm, I'm a little surprised by that. Again, it's just about blue bloods have the benefit of the doubt. Texas will always get the benefit of the doubt. People don't look that that much at the resume, but they've they've destroyed the only two ranked teams they've had destroyed. They beat them by double digits, one of whom on the road. And they just ripped a decent, can't decent, I just said decent, not mediocre, a little better than mediocre, a decent Kansas team. They ran all over them. What I don't understand is what I tweeted out over the weekend is in the process, you have one game, man. You have one game that decides you're Steve Sarkeesian. You have one game that based on your talent level, you don't play anybody else in the orbit with you. And you're throwing the ball with three minutes left in the game? Worse than that? I look up. Texas is trying to score its 40th point. Was it 40? Yeah. And you know how they do it? With their starting quarterback running a, looks like a specific run call to me, running around in and running into some dude at the pylon like he's trying to win the game in the last play of the game. That's idiotic. That's craziness. With what you have ahead of you next week, you have your season is next week, and your last offensive play, I think, was your quarterback battling a guy to get to the the pylon <laughs> when you're up by 30 points? That's crazy. Not cool. Not smart, not cool. Otherwise, Texas was rock solid. No doubt. Uh, last night was, uh, if Aaron Rodgers plays the Jets' win last night, hell, they almost and should have won with somebody named Zach Wilson, which is pretty hard to, hard to believe. But the skybox, yep, more than once. My daughter comes running into the room. Where is she? Where is she? And if she doesn't see her instantly, as if there was going to be the Taylor Swift cam, then just move on to the next thing. I'd said, blow it off. Come running back in. If they show her, where is she? Here's what the Skybox featured uh, last night. The Skybox had Taylor Swift, Ryan Reynolds, Blake. You're going to have to help me, everyone. Jeff, are you run out of, you don't know their names now? I don't. 
Blake Lively? Lively? Hello? Is that right? Anyone? Who is that? Who is that? Uh, Wolverine Hugh Jackman, for some reason, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> the Australian guy with claws on his hands was there. Um, let's see. It was I'm reading this now. It was Taylor Swift, of course, in her Chiefs letter jacket. Um, Ryan Reynolds, who's everywhere. Like, that guy's everywhere. I'm about had it. Blake Lively Lively. Lively. Okay. What's she doing? Wife of Ryan Reynolds. Oh. Is that it? That's the uh, Deadpool cast right there. Okay. Director and cast. All right. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Now Maybe they're trying to recruit Taylor Swift into uh, the movie. Wow. Because Sean Levy. Yeah. Levy, he's a director. Okay. He also does Stranger Things. He's done a few other really good, really good stuff. Why are they there? Her? Probably. Okay. Good friends, maybe. All right. So there's Wolverine is there. Somebody named Sophie Turner. Newly divorced there. Wolverine, by the way. Is that right? Yeah, newly single Wolverine. Good for him. <laughs> uh, Sophie Turner, whoever that is. Newly single. Okay. I'm sad. Uh, it's really sad Good I know for this. Her. Yeah. All right. Well, I know two of them. Then, for some reason, did anyone catch this? <laughs> for some reason, sitting about six rows below the A-listers... Or whatever they, I mean, Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds and Taylor Swift are A-listers. I can't, I don't know the others, but whatever. Six rows below them, does anyone know who was sitting there with, I think, at one point with Travis Kelsey's mom, but I don't, I don't, I'm not sure for sh- certain. Six rows below is Jake from State Farm. Did anyone catch that? So there's, shockingly, Jake from State Farm is where... <laughs> What do you think Jake from State Farm is wearing? Well, he's wearing his State Farm gear. That's exactly what he's wearing. Looked like he was wearing his State Farm jacket and his State Farm khakis. Jake from State Farm, um, I have know nothing about the guy. Um, don't know. I'm sure it's a good gig for him. But think about that. Think about that guy's career path. Um, somebody's going to correct me and say, oh, no, Jeff, you don't get it. He does, you know, he's on Broadway or something. I, I don't know. But his career path is that of flow from progressive. Right? I mean, that is a long, they, apparently in the insurance business, when you become an icon, then you can hang on to that for a long time and it probably pays pretty well. He will never, he will never be anyone else. Anyone notice that somebody came up to him during... It was a moderately interesting game just because the defenses were so good. But, and the Jets had a chance. It made it entertaining. But did anyone notice it looked like somebody came up to him to take a selfie or something? So, you know they said, hey, Jake from State Farm. He'll never be anyone else, will he? That's it. He's always, he, he's, he, you know what he reminds me of? I was thinking this in the moment. He's like the guy from Blues, Blues Clues. Because remember that guy left? Did I go be in a band? I'm sure at some point he told his agent, you know what, this is a great gig. This is what I've done for the last, I don't know how long Steve was on, but Steve from Blues Clues. And then he, um, then he left to go into a band, never to be heard from again. It's Jake from State Farm has got to learn from Steve from Blues Clues. Just keep, just keep the gig. He will always, right? He will, my kids walk by the TV 
Again, wondering to see stars. That's all they know of football now. Are there any stars? And at that moment, every one of them said the same thing. Oh, there's Jake from State Farm right there. And he's in his red jacket and khakis. He will always be. That's it. Forever. He's like Bob Denver from Gilligan's Island. There's nothing else is ever going to happen. He will always be Jake from State Farm in a red jacket and khakis unless they fire him for some reason. Right? Does something terrible like what's his name? The subway guy or something. Otherwise, that's it, man. Strategically placed. And for whatever weird reason, I got to believe that game was a sellout. Did anyone else notice for whatever weird reason, there was nobody sitting around him? He was like a he was like an ad placed right. He was an ad placed right there. His agent called him and said, "Look, he said I hate football. I don't care. You got to go sit there, Jake from State Farm in your red jacket. And you have to sit there by yourself and look interested." And so when they pan the camera over there, when they're trying to get the celebrities, they happen to pan down to you, Jake from State Farm in a red jacket, and they're going to show you moderately interested in the game, sitting by yourself in your khakis. That's what you're doing, Jake from State Farm, now and forever. You are not going to be Steve from Blue's Clues. You're not going to make that mistake, bud. I don't care how bad you hate it. (laughs) It doesn't matter. It pays the bill, and that agent wants his 8%. Always. Jake from State Farm. My youngest looks up. I mean, he didn't say, say, hey, there's Patrick Mahomes. He didn't say, wow, Zach Wilson sucks. He didn't say any of that stuff. He goes... Hey, there's Jake from State Farm sitting right there. (laughs) And then I started thinking, Steve from Blue's Clues, who was replaced two or three times. Remember that? Remember? Lesson to be learned, kids. Lesson to be learned. You become an icon, you become flow, you keep the job. Just keep showing up to work in your khakis. 512-834-1027. 512-834-1027. That's 512-834-1027. Not to be outdone, uh, the Chiefs who are who win, you know, they've uh, lucky call, bad call, I think, went against the Jets. Um, Patrick Mahomes and his, like, uncanny ability to just have this, this spatial awareness, man. The guy can just find space and knows what to do. He feels the game. Feels it. Reactionary player, unlike anyone that's played it. You know, he knows. He just knows when to tuck and go. He knows when to sort of move around. He knows. Uh, he just. He's got this unbelievable awareness on the field. Um, not the fastest guy for sure, but the Jets should have won, and I don't think it makes the Chiefs. I think. We're now learning how they got some breaks a year ago to be in the Super Bowl. They should have like they were lucky. They were lucky in the end to win the Super Bowl. They were lucky to even get there. Um, and that one guy just keeps saving them in games they probably should lose. Because that game, for all practical purposes, should have been the Jets. And I believe somewhere in the studio, I have it on a sticky note that I said even without Aaron Rodgers, I think the Jets might make the playoffs. That was a team last night good enough to make the playoffs. They just happen to play Pat Mahomes, so they lose. That's it. They're close to done. They're close to done. On Twitter, it's at Jeff Ward Show. Jeff Ward, weekdays on 102.7 ESPN. Oh, yeah, forgot smoker voice. 
Why don't you hum or something into the until I can start talking? That's what we'll do. We have the smoker voice guy hum uh, at Jeff Ward Show. I've screwed this up. Just so you know, uh, when I watch football, I turn the sound down typically, and I walk around like I can't sit down. So I'm right about Jake from State Farm, but he was at the Philadelphia game. I guess they're showing clips of Travis Kelsey's mom was at the Eagles game, and then she's at the Kansas City game. And at the Eagles game, she's sitting there with Jake from State Farm in a red jacket and khakis. Okay. Uh, At Jeff Ward show. On that final defensive holding, based on where the hold was, it looked like the ref only decided to throw the flag after he saw it was going to be intercepted. Overreaction, or is it that normal reaction time? Uh, no, 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 don't go there. And I'm telling you, look, I'm saying this as a son of a former NFL referee. It's you're overthinking it about referees almost all the time. You are. Um, th- there is a delay. I'll tell you this much. There is a delay. Um, reaching in your back pocket to throw a flag. There are times guys reach and miss. So, no, they didn't wait to see if it was if it was intercepted. I don't think it was the right call. I don't. I don't. I thought, that was a, I thought it was too much. But they're always going to err on the side of calling pass interference. At Jeff Ward Show. I mean, imagine had the Jets won that game. That would be hilarious. They deserve to. At Jeff Ward Show, I'm not the right demographic for Taylor Swift, but I'm right there with Jeff Ward references to Jake from State Farm, Flo from Progressive, and Steve from Blues Clues. Thank you. Whatever happened to Steve? Did he kill some people or whatever? Is he okay now? He returned. How many times? Uh, is he there now? No, he was... He re- is came, Blues Clues still with us? Blues Clues is still with us. Uh, all three of the Steves came together. It was right after COVID. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, band, it was actually kind of cool. The band got shut down. So, wait, there was Steve, then there was another guy. There were, there's been three total main Steves or whatever. I thought the other guy was three Frank or, or something. I don't know. Yeah. Main huh. character. Okay. So he had to come back. See? That's why Jake from State Farm. Don't leave, you don't leave that gig, man. That's not even the, the original Jake, Jake from State Farm. Who's the original? Uh, See what happened to him? See what happens? Yeah, he only lasted like a couple years. Huh. They booted Aaron Rodgers, too. At Jeff Horcho, Jake from State Farm was at an Eagles game. Rumors are he's dating Jason Kelsey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. So the mom was at the uh, Eagles game. Oh, man. This is like, this is becoming product placement 101. And by the way, I don't believe, I, I, I don't, I'm not buying the love. Every week that goes by, I'm less buying the love. More people are saying, I buy the the Travis, Kelsey, Taylor Swift love. I'm buying it less every week. How does that end? How does that end? I'm pretty sure you can't break up with her and have it end well for you in your life. Okay? Every single female in this country is going to hate the Kansas City Chiefs when they break up. At Jeff Ward Show, if only Trump had showed up to the game last night, that should, that would have been fun. You think Trump would have been allowed in that booth? I don't see. Uh, I could be wrong here. I don't. I don't get the impression Taylor Swift and its audience is uh, pro-Trump. Is that a fair assessment? Am I way off there? I get all the other other country artists. I mean, you got to do some redneck stuff, but I don't. 
I don't quite see that Chardonnay audience as redneck and Trump. Am I right on that, or is that another Jeff Ward swing and a miss on pop culture? That's just my feeling. How's that? My feeling is, if I were, I suspect she understands this, I don't think the brand managers of Taylor Swift are stupid like the Trump kids. But I'll say this, um, I don't think that would be a good strategic marketing effort to align a Chardonnay drinking crowd and their daughters with Trump. That seems like a bad move. At Jeff Ward Show, Mahomes slid before getting a TD in last night's game. Consequential for some, who would a no-name, would a no-name QB who bet $100,000 on the game have been more likely to score and cover that spread? <laughs> well, first, Pat Mahomes doesn't need the money, so he doesn't need to go in the end. That's what I'm telling you about his awareness. The guy's feeling for the game is, is uncanny. And yes, that game, that slide to end the game is the right thing to do, and it was brutal for betters. Brutal. That cheering sound you heard was casinos in Vegas going, thank God. All right, let's do some NFL power rankings now since I make up my own. Uh, everyone does power rankings. Uh, I think they're mostly incorrect. Uh, the Bears did the unthinkable and led a team that gave up 70 points the week before. The Denver Broncos beat them. The Chicago Bears lost to a team that gave up 70 points the week before. They're 0-4. They're a disaster. They have the first two picks in the draft. Uh, they're dead last in everywhere you look, no doubt about it. When was the last time we could say this? Okay, Yahoo Sports, not only, just like most other rankings, not only doesn't have the Texans in the bottom four, but for the first time seemingly in forever, they're not even in the bottom 10. Yahoo ranks the Texans 17. I wouldn't have a problem putting the Texans in the top 20. I wouldn't. Uh, I mean, I don't know about 17. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't matter. But at the top 20, they're not in the bottom four. It's the first time the Texans have not been among the four worst teams in football in a long time. Now they're, they're like, will they be in the upper half? Will they make it? All right, the Yahoo top 10, Yahoo Sports top 10 goes San Francisco, your Dallas Cowboys. Remember a week ago in the overreaction, everyone said, that's it, they're done, they suck, it's all over, they lost to the Cardinals, forget it. Yahoo Sports ranks Dallas number two, the Eagles three, Buffalo four, Detroit five, Kansas City six, Miami seven, Baltimore eight, Tampa Bay nine. There's your comeback player of the year, by the way, Baker Mayfield. And number 10 is the Chargers. I disagree. All right, so my power ranking would go like this as of today. 10 would be Tampa Bay. 9 would be the Chargers. The Chargers would be much higher if their coach wasn't a full-on moron. 9 is the Chargers. 8 is the Lions. You're going to hate this. 7 is Kansas City. I mean, their genius is keeping them in wins. That's it. Seven is Kansas City. I go six is Baltimore. I have five is Miami. Four is Buffalo. That'd be, that'd be how I go 10 through four. Then the top three is easy. And I think there's separation between the top three. That's the NFC trifecta. And I go this way in the top three. I go Dallas at three, Philadelphia two. Why Dallas at three? Um, because Philadelphia keeps winning. <laughs> that's why. 
Well, but Dallas, yes, they're the best defense in the league right now. Uh, their coach is stupid, though. Remember that. Their coach will do stupid things. And, you know, Philadelphia knows how to pace themselves, and Philadelphia knows how, knows how to close. They know how to close. So I go, and I don't think the separation is much. Don't get me wrong. I think I go the top three is Dallas, Philadelphia, then San Francisco. I think those three are pretty clear, and I think there is separation. Make sure you check out the Jeff Ward Show podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.